Welcome everybody to another episode of the Eterna Podcast. This is Sean, your GM, and I promise this is the last episode where I sound like complete and utter shit. We'll get right into it. Welcome to episode 19, Demons Want to Eat You and Fuck Your Soul. Riley uh, and Foresight would head back, I think. Uh, Lark and Leaf, um, having been working on the table uh, prior to all of this, uh, would y'all have done anything special or just worked on the effect of crafting during that time? Yeah, Leaf is just looking for a distraction, so he'd be working on the table. I probably just would have been working on the crafting. Alright, so you two are kind of getting lost into it uh, when Riley and Foresight come walking up the road. Uh, it's feeling pretty damn late. Uh, and Foresight uh, approaches. Uh, yeah, as soon as Foresight gets uh, enters the building and sees you two, he's going to walk up to you with a few papers um, under his arm and... Oh, they're outside. Oh, they're outside. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, as soon as they he didn't sees bring a twenty-foot mahogany table <laughs> into the inn. Well, yeah. we could probably break it apart and get it in there. I, I believe in our party's uh, cunning and um, ability to figure that one out. I'm a pretty good okay. carpenter now. I mean, like, <laughs> the more we take it apart, like the more tables we have. Like, it's, it's simple math, really. One minus one is two. Two minus two is four. Easy math. Anyway, uh, Foresight's going to walk up to them with some papers underneath his arm and cloak in order to shield it from the water and um, awkwardly stand there for about two seconds while he's trying to figure out how to talk to other people. Um, hey. Greetings, friends. <laughs> Riley comes Dad. strutting up behind him. Um, could I ask for your help to help someone else? Do go on. Uh, there's, uh, a girl who's sick, and tomorrow I plan on going off in the woods. I found a, a route that could help her, and I plan on looking for it and putting it in a... A, giving it to her and a means in which she could take it uh, regularly until she's feeling better. What are we looking for specifically? Um, it's a root called a sod root. It'll grow um, around the large roots of uh, trees. Uh, I've written down a bit, but I don't think it'd be best to take out the papers while in the elements. Druid skills go! <laughs> Um, you would be familiar with sod root, uh, with that 26. Uh, in addition to what I've said about it before, uh, sod root is, um, it's used for more than just, um, uh, what he wants to use it for as medicine. It's also used in a wide variety of both, um, tribal practices and medicine stimulants, drugs, uh, herbal remedies. It can even be used as a magical component to uh, certain spells. 
Um, but it, it does have an addictive quality when used in a more raw state. Uh, its potency can be reduced by boiling it, uh, but that also breaks down whatever makes it addictive. Did, did you mean it breaks it down what makes it more addictive or what makes it medicinal? Uh, like boiling it reduces its efficacy as a medicine, gotcha. but it also makes it non-addictive. Like okay, it's a sod root. That's a, an odd choice for a poultice. What exactly is is this person afflicted with? Um, the sod root would wouldn't be used to cure her affliction. It would be used to help remedy the effects of what was used to cure her, which would be um, a wolfsbane. Druid powers go! Uh, wolfsbane is a, is a poisonous plant. Uh, it's, once again, it's used in various rituals. It's often used to, well, poison wolves. Uh, it's it, you put it onto things like meats and baits and whatnot, and uh, it's used to kill predators that are uh, harrowing an area more than they should. Um, you can also make an arcana check for me. My specialty, psych. Or, no, okay. local. Just kidding. 19. Okay. Uh, you would also know of its efficacy as a cure for lycanthropy. So this girl's ingesting a, a, a toxin? Uh, she was in order to cure what ailed her. Um, many would say that what was ailing her, hopefully isn't now, is a much more severe uh, consequence as to the antidote. It, you kind of see like a moment of acknowledgement on his face and he goes, oh... I see. So this is serious, then? Somewhat, yes. When do you plan on going out for this harvesting trip? Uh, as soon as I wake up in the morning. Okay, um, I'll prepare some containers and uh, see if I can help brief the others on where to look. He'll nod and take a step towards uh, his bed. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and prepare what I can and start resting. Thank you. Did did Lark have any input towards all that? Uh, no, I mean, I'm ready to help as, uh, in any way that I can. But uh, for the most part, I, uh, I'm more than content to let them do their thing. Okay. Lark, have, have you spent much time... Uh... I guess foraging for herbs. Do you have much experience in that area? Um, I uh, uh, I can't say that I particularly have. I mean, I've, I have some outdoors experience, but uh, not extensively so. Well, then this should be a learning experience. Uh... Like I said, I'm willing to lend whatever assistance I can. But I, I think there might be some things that Foresight's not mentioning. Uh, Wolfbane's not a common treatment. In fact, it's uh, used most often to kill pest predators in an area. 
and I can only think of uh, one topical treatment uh, where Wolfbane would be sought out specifically, and uh, it's certainly grim. Well, I suppose there's not much uh, that can be done about that. You know what Wolfbane cures? It cures life. You take enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty grim. <clears throat> Cutting joke, really. <laughs> Ouch, oof, the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like getting whacked over the head with a club. <laughs> so, uh, Leaf, Lark, I think you finish up your, uh, or kind of find yourselves grinding to a halt, rather, just as time wears on with the table. Uh, you feel like you're not getting this done tonight. Yep. Uh, right. Brock. We're gonna oh, sorry, be, go uh, ahead, are we, we going to be tying this uh, table to, to the side of the building to make sure no one runs off with it? <laughs> <sighs> I don't... I don't... I, uh... I don't think uh, anyone's, anyone's going to have... Uh, issue going oh yeah i saw a couple of people walking out of town with a fucking 20 foot table also i'm not too worried it is a 20 foot table i mean people can't just like take those and run off with them what if they take the legs <laughs> oh then they can really run wow <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding not, not a legit concern um brock what, what are you doing uh, after everybody had split and kind of done their own thing, he would have wandered off and found a place to do some training, as uh, he hasn't done that in quite a while, due to the fact that he's been traveling with people, and that's something he tries to stick to. So, he has free time, so he would try to do that. Okay. So, uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. 21. Alright, so you would... Uh go around looking for a place to, to train your abilities uh, and you actually near uh, one of the far ends of town you find an area that looks exceptionally well suited to it. Uh, a large uh, almost conical stone stands out of the ground and has a ring of smaller uh, though still substantially sized boulders around it. Uh, the ground is cleared of almost every bit of dirt and mud and is instead filled with gravel and pebbles. Uh, you have religion, correct? Yeah, do I, no do I notice the significance with this rock formation with a 20 on religion? Uh, yes, it is a... Uh, it, it is actually something you've seen before, although, albeit in a much smaller uh, fashion. Um, than uh, the ones that you've seen before. Um, this is a altar to the elemental plane of Earth. Uh, and generally just the powerful beings from there, be they good or evil. Well, I feel like it would be a negative thing to train here then, as I would, would probably be disturbing the place. No. Oh, okay. Uh, not, not unless you were trying to break it, um, or, like, really just fuck it up. You would know that in the cases where you have seen this, it's usually built 
in like in part two like wanting the land to be fertile and uh and stable and uh it also holds to some sense of stability not just physically but uh socially and spiritually as well yeah okay well then yeah this would this would make a perfect place although before he starts he would probably do a small little prayer you know at least a recognition of where he's at uh as you sit down you would hear crunching uh uh, of somebody walking across the pebbles to the side of you. Uh, well, I would look over to them and try and see who's walking up. Uh, you would see a figure that is not horribly unlike yourself, albeit uh, her head is uh, quite smooth, her skin marble-like, uh, and she would speak out in Terran. It's been a while since I've seen another Oriad around. I would give her kind of a nod of recognition, and I would be like, uh, are they uncommon around these parts, I assume? Uncommon around most parts, save for the mountains. Well, they are not so uncommon where I come from. Although, I technically come from what may be considered part of a mountain. Uh, I would motion to the shrine. I would, be, I would say, uh, did, did you make this? I did not, but I watch over it. I'm Tara Highcrag. What's your uh, name? I would reach out a hand to kind of shake hers. Uh, I am, I am Rock. Rock Meard. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, much the same to you. What, uh, were you, were you born here? Or have you traveled here? What is, what is an Oriad doing in these areas? I was born much further north from here. Traveled southward when my uncle uh, passed away, uh, and I've taken over watching over this shrine. What uh, what brought you specifically to this town? Was it was it the shrine? Was it? It was. My uncle lived here. He watched the shrine before me. His grandfather before him. Oh, so this is a a family duty then. It is. Let's it fall into disrepair and ill tidings and such. Uh, he would look over the shrine, and unless it's horribly in disrepair, he would say, well, it seems you've done a wonderful job of tending to it, then. Thank you, I do take pride in my work. It is, it is a wonderful thing to take pride in your work. Have you, uh, have you met many travelers coming to the shrine? I often see many. Few come here, though, uh, there is a shrine of Desna, not far out of town, just that way, and she points up the road. And many a traveler heads that way. Ah, well, that would that would make much sense. I might have to uh, visit the shrine myself. And I would motion to the necklace around my neck, and I would hold up the inside where I've carved a uh, symbol of Desna on the inside, and I would say, I uh, I am a follower myself. In fact, few that visit her are most just looking for good fortune on their travels. It's good to see a devout person around these parts. Well, I would, I would not say I am terribly devout. I do not go as far as priests and clerics, but I do make it a point to show my reverence when I can. I, uh, I felt the calling at a somewhat young age, and I feel it was Desna's that uh, has led me to come to the surface. So I thank her when I can for the ability to see the world. My line is blessed by stone, and we feel its call as well. 
part of the reason I'm here. And she'll motion to a symbol around her neck that appears to be a tall, uh, a tall, very, very clear, untarnished crystal. Uh, would I notice the significance of that? You can make me a religion check. Fourteen. You would have some vague understanding of it having to do with one of the elemental lords, but you don't know what their name is or the specifics. I would, I would nod if she points to hers and I would say, I, I am not quite familiar. Who, who does that represent? Thyrazul, uh, the crystalline queen. Uh, do I know anything about her? Like, does her mentioning the name do anything for me? Uh, the name rings a bell, but it, nothing much more than the name, uh, as far as it goes. You, you can't. Mainly, the only thing I want to know is, like, is this, like, a benevolent being? Would I know that? Because I know some of the, like, the elemental lords are kind of super evil. Um, ha- half of the elemental lords are evil, and the other half are defeated. Um, but, yeah, um, it, it would be one of the benevolent ones. Oh, okay. Then I would seem a little happy that it's not one of the super evil ones. I would I would say, uh, well, that is that is good. She is a she seems like a good one to follow. I also come from a line that is uh, filled with the earth, although I don't don't know of a particular elemental lord we follow. It seems to be more of just a location that has a connection to the earth we were raised in. Well, you're blessed with longer life than most. I would suggest you make the most of it. Believe it or not, where I come from. It is about the same. I, I come from a land of dwarves. They too live quite a long life. That they do. Uh, you would notice that she is much more slender uh, than yourself, and uh, a little bit taller as well. I'm guessing human in origin, then. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, she would appear to be. Though she still has the shorter stature that pretty much all Oriads have. I would, I would look at her and I would say, uh, Have you ever felt a call to? do anything other than watch the shrine? Maybe find someone else who could do the duty while you were away? Nothing too strong. Occasionally I have a whim, but that's all it is. I like staying here. There's a song that most can't hear. Maybe you can if you listen hard enough to the earth here. Well, I uh, I know it is in our nature to stay, but sometime maybe if you see the opportunity, you should follow those whims to leave, at least for a short period, to know what it's like to do something other than stay at one place for the rest of your life. Maybe someday I will. I, I come from a place where, unless you travel far away, it is unsafe to leave. So I've watched many a people do nothing but sit in one place and die. It is sad for me to watch things happen like that. Many people from the village I come from don't even know what it's like a few hundred feet beyond our borders. That is sad. I at least have the freedom to travel where I wish. Having traveled the world myself, I can say there are many bad things, but there are also many wonderful things that you can see. You should at least, for maybe a year, even to just wander around for a little while. I will consider it. You seem like a good man, Mr. Leonard. Well, I do what I can. It was in our teaching to be as good as we could be to those around us, as eventually those things will come back to us. Indeed. Oh, I'll leave you to your prayers. I'll be nearby if you need me. I suggest taking the time to sit and listen and see if you can hear the song. Well, I will certainly try. I would love to hear it if it is, it is as you say. She she smiles at you and gives a sort of a short bow, and she will uh, walk back across the gravel 
towards one of the boulders where she will sit down. Okay. Well, I would finish my prayer and then start with just kind of regular physical exercises, but then I would move into actual kineticist stuff of like moving stuff. And I would essentially go through the process of forming my blasts and stuff without actually like firing them and stuff with the intention of breaking them. And just right. kind of go through a thing. And if if I could, during all of that, try and listen to... Because I, I view it as like a like his whole kineticist thing is kind of feeling one with the earth. So in that way, he would try and kind of listen for whatever song she's talking about. All right. Uh, so uh, at any point, do you gather power? Oh, yeah. That would certainly. All right. Make me a perception with a plus five bonus. 20. As you are doing your kinetic exercises um and you begin to uh and she said here but it's less like with your ears and more like you feel this this song this thrumming uh heartbeat almost uh with your whole body and you begin almost as if your tremor sense were on but like in a lessened state uh you can feel every drop of rain in the in the shrine you can feel uh every shift of a pebble as you step and use your powers uh you form your blasts and and you break them down uh and they linger uh for a short time longer than they normally would before fading back into the ethereal plane. The song, while perhaps not uh, conventionally uh, beautiful, has a very comforting and solid feeling to it. Go ahead and make me a constitution check. Just a flat constitution? Yes. Uh, that would be a 21. You feel this, this song thrumming through you and uh when you bring up uh your next uh stone uh the the gravel around begins to like kind of huddle around the the bur the blasts you form yeah you would notice a ringing sound that you can actually hear with your ears and as you break as you break the blast uh, there's a small yellow-green crystal that that falls into your hand. Oh, I would definitely examine this. Is it how big is it? Is it like tiny, or is it like does it fit um, in my whole it, hand? It's only about a quarter of an inch thick, but it's about two and a half inches long. Uh, it's a little uneven, but uh, uh, it matches your like your crystalline hair almost exactly. And, uh, like, just holding it, you can feel this vibration like this. It, it's almost like a higher-pitched or higher-frequency version of that song you've been feeling. Uh, I would try to, while holding onto it and focusing specifically on it, trying to gather power again and see if it reacts any differently or more powerfully or anything. Um, it would begin to, uh, as, as you... Uh, gather power, uh, it would begin to audibly ring again. Like where it could actually have a hearing with my ears kind of sound? Yes. Hmm. 
Um, after a few moments of doing that, uh, she's still sitting on the the rock. Yes, she she's been watching you. You can tell. I would I would walk over to her, holding it out, and I would ask her, uh, "Do you know anything about what this could be? Have you seen this in this area before?" She she holds out her hand to it and and holds it. She closes her eyes. She opens them again after a moment. Says, I've never seen this one before. There are a great many things mixed into these stones. There are some that say that those who can hear the song with utmost clarity can call forth something from the other side. When I first knelt here, uh, in the first few days and I prayed and I prayed and I finally felt the song uh, she'll motion to the crystal on her chest uh, I was given this so even when I'm away from the shrine I can hear the song just faintly when you say uh, call something from the other side do you mean the plane of earth maybe I think so yes would it be too much to ask if I could uh could keep this. Oh, you are who found us. Uh, I would, I would give kind of a slight bow, and I would say thank you very much. Do you know anything I could, well, use it for? Does yours do anything? Well, for me, it lets me hear the song even when I'm away, but I lack the uh, planar gifts that you do, so I'm not sure. Maybe it could. Did I ever notice any like while I was trying to focus on mine and when I was hearing the song, did I ever hear anything from her crystal? You were too far away from her for it to be within your circle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Like, I, I feel like you would have stood kind of far away so that, like, you didn't accidentally, like, suck rocks up into her face on accident. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been standing next to her. I would have, I would have put a safe distance between us. I would look it over again and kind of look at hers and see that they match. I would be like, well, uh, thank you for telling me of this call and allowing me to keep this as it seems to have some kind of significance. I, uh, it's no trouble at all. I don't know how long we will we'll be here, but uh, should we remain longer than, t- well, tonight, I will probably return and uh, meditate or train here again tomorrow. But it is getting late and I should probably rest. Oh, I would hope to see you here tomorrow. And I would bow and head home while, and I would I would be focusing on this thing. Like not, ne- not literally focusing on it, but just kind of examining it, trying to figure this stone out, what the call means exactly. Alright, so um, I, I'll go ahead and tell you what it, it mechanically does, as probably just on your walk back you would start to realize. Um, this is effectively going to give you stone cunning. Oh, like the dwarf thing? Yeah. Oh, sweet. That's cool. I'm trying to think. Would I know of a way to be able to incorporate this into my like necklace in any way? Uh, yeah, you could you could add it in. Uh, like you'd have to make a filigree for it. 
uh, to hold on to it, but yeah. Okay. Then, uh, I would probably need supplies for that, so I'd probably wait until the next day to start doing stuff, but... Like, I mean, technically you could make one with twine, uh, that would hold on, but, like, it's fancier if you use metal. Well, I mean, I would... He would want something that would last longer than that, too, because I feel like twine could easily be damaged and stuff. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, he would probably just think of in the morning going to buy things to make this a part of his, his necklaces. Both things would have a lot of significance, but yeah, that would probably be the him returning to the end. All right. And so I think with that, everybody ends up going to bed. Uh, does anything anybody do anything in particular? No plans for leaf. Sleep soundly. Hopefully. I guess a bath. You know that's not going to happen in this game. Curl up in a ball and just feel death clutching at his chest ever closer. Wow. Too real. Scrub-a-dub-dub box in a tub. Add in some crying and you have me every night. Wow. Alright. So, party goes to sleep. Lark. What's up? When you go to sleep, it's been the first time in a couple days, but once again, you'll awaken sky, everything is lit by no light other than a dull red glow. Okay. The sun overhead casting the light is eclipse. Uh, okay. Just a red corona around it. <clears throat> the uh, the first time this happened, I probably would have experienced uh, sheer horror. Um, the second time, I probably would have had grim determination. Uh, this time I have more curiosity than everything ever since that I've heard that other people seem to be getting these dreams. So I don't know what to make of them, and I would be curious to find out uh, what information I can glean. So um, I, I think a cautious sense of curiosity right now is is what would be defining Lark at this moment. Alright, so this one's a little bit different as well. You're not surrounded by a sea of black muck this time the ground that you stand on is ashen and black sort of a kind of like a loose dirt texture and it's uncomfortably quiet you can hear your heartbeat in your ears all right you look around and there are very few features to this place Nearby, uh, probably within a few hundred feet, stands a large, burnt-looking tree. Uh, Much further than that, in the opposite direction, stands a tower. Uh, Several uh, windows in its uh, structure, kind of emitting the only non-red light that you can see. It's kind of a palish like orange but a little more orange yellowish color and very pale and it almost seems like the light itself seeps out like smoke and then in the third direction there lies uh, what you can see a great split in the earth what do you do? Uh, so sorry the, the, in the, the second description you gave me it, it's like um a cleft with with a light it's a tower okay um uh, that has several windows uh 
that are all seething this sort of orangish light. All right. Um, I would probably approach the tower. All right. So you begin making your way to the tower. It becomes abundantly clear that it's obscenely distant. So it's like I'm 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 going forward, and it's not getting any like bigger. No, it's like it's it's, it's getting closer. It's okay. Just, it's a lot further than that tree was. Like that tree okay. was probably like a few hundred feet away. This thing's probably like a mile. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Okay, so I'm probably going to explore my immediate surroundings. Could, could you go over that again? Like, what is immediately around me? Um, up until the tree, there is nothing but ashen ground. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going. I'm still going to be headed towards the tower, but I'm going to stop by the tree first. Okay. So you turn in the opposite direction, figuring it's just a short distance, mm-hmm. uh, and you approach the tree. Uh, when you get there, you can see that the tree is dead and withered. It looks somehow like it's been burnt but not with fire it doesn't have the telltale cracks and and ash of having been burned it's just this black withered wood that's very brittle but still nonetheless hanging from it are uh, a few figures you didn't notice them at first due to the distance but when you approach you can see that uh that a long since decayed rope uh, trails to the necks of these figures uh, that are nailed to this tree. <clears throat> you approach, they have sullen, sunken eyes, uh, black. Like, how are, ne- how are they nailed to the tree? Uh, through the chest. Okay. Like, not, not like through the heart, like just through, like, right in between the collarbones. Okay. Um, um, how and close like, what does the nail look like? Um, like a big, like a nine-inch nail. Uh, it's a big iron nail. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um... And so they they hang there from the tree. How close do you get? Um, just close enough that I'm not within reach, because I know things like to grab me in these trees. Okay, so say 10, 15 feet. How long are these things' arms? Jesus Christ. No, I'm just asking. Is that like a comfortable, <laughs> no, a about comfortable distance? No, about 5 Okay. So when you approach... Uh, uh, they begin to move uh, slowly and slightly. They they turn towards you, and like they their bodies look absolutely withered. Like there's almost no muscle left on them, and they kind of like you can tell they're trying to reach towards you, but they just cannot. You say they're withered. Are they so so withered? With, are they so withered that they're unrecognizable? Um, they're. They're kind of like Draugr from Skyrim. They're like, their their flesh is pulled taut across their skeletons. Would I be able to make out race, ethnicity, uh, any of those things? Um, roughly human. Uh, okay. But but nothing nothing more than that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I would get within well, nah, five feet is maybe a little bit too dangerous. Um, so maybe within ten feet of them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I would just stand there and just see if they do anything different. Uh, after just a short while, they will kind of give up on you and just go back to, like, their heads lolling and not putting any effort into, uh, moving. It seems like it strains them quite a bit to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, t- I-, I will tell them something. I'll say, um, uh, uh, should you tell me your names, I will remember them for you. Uh, one of them looks up and just like his, his chest kind of shallowly uh, shallowly rises and a raspy whisper uh, escapes his lips uh, but you can't hear it from where you are does it look hostile? I mean if you can't really tell if it looks hostile but it certainly doesn't look like a threat, uh, given their lack of ability to even lift their arms properly. Alright, I've gone through worse in these dreams, but this is gonna suck. Um, okay, so I approach it, and I, um, um, okay, I approach within five feet of it, is, is it, like, so, sort of, like, like, grasping at me? Uh, like it, its hands are like faint, like very subtly moving, but not, not anything. Like it's not like reaching out at you or anything. It's just kind of repeating this whisper. Like, uh, all right, <laughs> this is gonna suck. Um, I'm gonna go right up to it and I'm gonna take my and bring my ear next to its mouth. Okay. Uh, so it it doesn't like jump scare grab you or anything. Uh. It just says, I fucking book it. <laughs> <laughs> Whether dude stuck to a tree tells me to run, I run, goddammit. Alright, so which way are you running? Towards just the tower. Anywhere or towards the tower? Okay. Um, Probably the opposite direction of where it wants me to run, but whatever. All right, so you're running that way, and uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. Yes, sir. Twelve. All right. So you hear this, uh, this... <coughs> I'm sorry. Uh, wow, they're laughing not, at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like running, and I just hear like the desiccated husky, like, <laughs> sucker. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> He was, he was heading towards the way out. You hear this uh, deranged, like, chattering, like... Coming from behind me? Down. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, you look over your shoulder. Uh, you look around your shoulder, and... No, I don't. Uh, you don't? Uh, I, uh, I'm going to keep running, and I'm going to see if the sound gets louder. If it keeps getting louder, uh, it does gonna... not for the moment. Okay. Um, so then when I, th- when I think I've made some good distance, then I'm going to like look over my shoulder. All right. So you put some distance in, uh, and you can see uh, 
three red, almost orb-like creatures uh, hovering near the tree. Uh, two of them uh, no bigger than cats. Uh, the third one about twice the size. Uh, and you can see uh, them descend on the three husks. Uh, and instead of like gnashing teeth and blood and, and gore, uh, when they bite into them, uh, and, and the, the husks take in a, a final breath, uh, they, they, their forms begin to coalesce and crystallize, and they fall into small uh, crystals on the ground, which these creatures then uh, drop down to the ground to consume uh, before turning toward you. And then they will start cackling again. Okay, yeah, I, uh, the, 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 I'm, I, I keep running. <laughs> running is a thing that I'm doing right now. All right, uh, what is their speed? All right, so they begin to gain on you. So what I'm going to have you do is make me a, uh, constitution check. Oh god, I suck at those. All righty, constitution, here we go. Woohoo! I rolled well, 11. <laughs> all right um so uh they begin to quickly gain on you make me a perception yes sir 21 um uh they would be getting closer and closer uh and <laughs> uh you would see something off to your side, which I will get to in a short while. But uh, these things, I think, would be far more pressing to you as they gain on. Yep. Uh, and so they will they will come up to you, uh, and one of them, uh, prior to you waking, um, would uh, bite into you, and I need you to make a fortitude save. Um, one of the things you had mentioned, Sean, is they, 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 you said that there was something else within my surroundings. Keep in mind, I'm I'm aware that my character is probably panicking right now. Um, but at the same time, my character is also entering these dreams with the express purpose of trying to glean as much stuff as possible. So even in a panic state, I think he would be trying to at least make the conscious effort to be aware of his surroundings. Um, right. Um, you, you are aware of it, uh, for, there's a specific reason I'm not pointing out exactly what it is just yet. Fair enough. Uh, okay, but so you it said, will get filled in. You said fortitude? Uh, yes, a fortitude save. Oh, sweet, I'm amazing at those. Three. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, with the bite, you will fall to the ground, uh, before waking, uh, in the morning. Okay. But, I need to go back to Adira. Adira, you cried yourself to sleep. And, I did. And unfortunately, sleep did not hold any comfort for you. It never does. When you awake, you're an Abaddon again. Well, when you not awake, when you asleep, whatever. Uh, you're an Abaddon again, but there's something different this time. There's a different tinge to the light. Okay. Uh, 
You stand on ashen earth. Uh, nothing in particular around you. The abnormal silence that brings you great discomfort. The thrumming of your own heartbeat in your ears. What do you do? I am familiar with this. I know better than to be still. All right. So, so holding on to, uh, uh, holding off on outright bolting because you've since learned in these dreams that you no longer have the ceaseless uh, stamina that you did when you were trapped Just here. Just a soul? <laughs> yeah. Um, you pace yourself, moving along the crunch of uh, baked ash under your feet. Traveling along and along. Before too long, however, you would... Uh, make me a perception check. Okay. That's a big old perception check there. That's a four. Right. So, so I don't see do, the demon that's going to eat me. You don't. You don't see anything. You don't hear anything at first. You're wandering around. The the, the raw silence just causing the uh, the sound of the ash under your feet crunching to be deafening in of itself as you move along. But after wandering for a while, uh, you would hear... Uh, go ahead and roll me a planes check. Okay. I have some planes. Let's hope I do a better roll. 15. That's not a hard one for you. Okay, so you would hear the cackling of Calcadamons. The effectively the wild dogs of Abaddon. Uh, they, uh, you look around sharply, uh, seeing them near a pinning tree uh, to your left. Um, but you also notice another figure uh, uh, in, in the dim light uh, sprinting across the ash uh, and the Chalcodamons will turn and uh, begin to chase it there are three of them how far are they from me uh, probably good two three hundred feet hmm. it's a lot of open space right but they haven't noticed her. Uh, they they do not seem to have noticed her, and they are focused on this other uh, person running along. Yeah, then uh, she runs she the can other make me another way. Perception. Okay. I mean, like she knows the drill here. Right, but you can make she, me another perception. I'm rolling it. Okay, okay, okay. Seventeen. So. Uh, before you turn to run, you would notice not only does this figure not look like one of the hunted, 
uh, as they have a certain uh, look about them. Uh, it's kind of think hollows from Dark Souls. Um, but uh, you would also, in the split moment before you turn to run, recognize this figure. Uh, it's Lark as he turns and he is just charging across the ash. Um, he, for a brief moment, he looks over and his eyes lock with yours, but he's certainly more preoccupied with the Calcadamons swiftly gaining on him. Uh, as you run, looking over your shoulder, uh, you would see them catch up to him and begin to descend upon him uh, before uh, uh, he vanishes. And just as you turn back to uh, focus on where you're running, uh, you crash into a large, dark figure. Uh, you fall over, uh, smashing into the ground as an enormous armadillo-like creature uh, uh, looms over you. Its eyes red and orange, its pupils square with spiraling corners. It opens its mouth to speak. My queen. And you awake. As does everyone else. Not gonna lie. Um, she's probably fixing to crash right through Lark's door. Whatever door he's sleeping behind. Alright. Uh, go ahead and give me a retroactive perception check. Uh, real quick, when you say... As does everybody else. Do you mean them waking up wakes us up, or this is like the morning? This is the morning. Oh, okay. Did you, did you need a perception check from me? Uh, no, I'm just seeing if she knows which room is your room. Oh, fair enough. Uh, the well, nine, uh, you're not sure which one it is. Well, then she's just out in the hallway. She's screaming his name. She's just, Lark! Lark! Uh, you would certainly notice this as you two are awake. Uh, Lark having woken up moments before. I, um, okay. Do, yeah, would I have noticed a deer in the dream? Uh, yes, you did. You noticed her, uh, walking through the darkened ashen landscape. Her bright white hair tinged of violent crimson, uh, by the solely red light. Uh, All right. but you did notice her as she, she right. turned to run. Um,. Okay, so I would uh, grumbly get up and um, head over to the door, and I'm probably looking very um, uh, unimpressed. Uh, you are looking uh, quite a bit like shit as um, your head hurts terribly. Yep. And you take two wisdom damage. Alrighty. You would also notice that your shoulder hurts terribly. Okay, um, before opening the door, I take a look at my shoulder. Um, while there is no bite mark, uh, in terms of, like, like the teeth sinking into your skin or anything, mm -hmm. there is a black sort of veiny ring where its teeth sunk in. Uh-oh, I don't want to get this looked at. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, I open the door, and I say, um, Dear, you don't need to shout. I didn't know where you were. 
What can I help you with? Either I was having a very unusual dream, or you were just an Abaddon. No, no, we were definitely in the same place. As I kind of nurse my shoulder. Motherfucker. Um, go ahead and give me a planes check again. Tracy. Eleven. You would have, uh... On the rare occasion in your long time in Abaddon that you met another soul, uh, you would recognize the black ring uh, on his skin as the infection Chalcodemonia. The uh, it's a it's a disease that Chalcodemons leave when they bite. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Where's foresight? Foresight! <laughs> Uh, a quick look around would reveal that he's already out in the hall. Get get over here. Do, do something. Quick. Uh, he'll walk over somewhat confused and look to the affected. Uh, there is no wound, but it looks as if some sort of uh, black, almost tar-like uh, veins are spreading uh through or inky inky black veins are uh are spreading from a bite like pattern in his shoulder oh hey that's what he was looking for before um he'll look to adira and you clearly know something about this any information that you can give me would help it's a disease left by daemons um I don't know. There aren't doctors running around Abaddon. I know the demons cause it. Well, um, what check would it be to make to? It's still a disease, but it'd be a not divine infernal disease. Um, what check? It, would it, it is supernatural. Yeah. Um, it, it would still be a heal check or the appropriate knowledge check in relation to it. You could tell with a high enough heal to that it's not natural. Could I use my profession? Uh, yeah, or your herbalism. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, twenty-two herbalism. Uh, say so yes. You would. Uh, while you were utterly unfamiliar with this, uh, this infection, uh, you can tell that it is unnatural and that it is you, you can tell from the way it's spreading and relatively quickly that it is deleterious and tenacious um would a blood thinner help in removing or i guess the inverse um i guess not to be so specific what would assist this in either stopping the flow of this uh, essentially venom through spreading through his body um, or what would prevent any further onset uh, illness? Stopping this from spreading uh, with mundane means is not going to be easy. Um, How about angel blood? Are you going, are you going to try and treat him with uh, celestial blood? I mean, yes. 
that is his that is his line of thought right now. Uh, you're not sure, but you can certainly try. Um, while he's trying to treat him, can I go look for the other? Yes. Can I find him? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I didn't figure it was going to be difficult. <laughs> I mean, no, you, that's you what you think. <laughs> Turns out they they robbed that man of seventy gold. <laughs> yeah, we woke up super early just for an early morning game of hide and go seek just to fuck with you guys. Right? Yeah. So, like, I'm going to rush into where they're all gathered. I'd be sure. like, okay, like Riley. Well, this is uncharacteristic. Yes, Adira. Lord got bit by a daemon. Y'all need to come. Um, I'm sorry. Say that again. He was bitten by a daemon. Is it still here? No, but he's sick. Foresight's with him. The disease is like in it. Just get your asses up here. I think Riley looks at Brock and Leaf at this point, kind of like half shrugs his shoulders, packs up, and uh, heads upstairs. Yeah, yeah same. Rolling on up. And we gather around as Foresight tends to lark. Uh, I look on as I have nothing, no idea about any diseases. Foresight, have you already started drawing blood by the time uh, they return? I have a dagger specifically for this. Just got a funnel and a cup of blood. All right, so when y'all walk into the room, uh, Foresight is draining blood from himself into some form of vessel. Yeah, I've got vials. So I'm not particularly a professional at being a doctor or on demons or on magic, but this seems particularly confusing. Uh, Would someone like to fill me in on exactly what has transpired here? Asimar, Angel, Damon evil right and they're not demons they're demons there's a difference i would like to make a knowledge of the planes i don't know anything that was a 10 um you would know the difference between a daemon and a demon with a 10 basically daemons like you have relatively layman understanding of the differences demons want to eat you and fuck your soul Daemons just want to eat your soul. Oh, okay. So they're nice. And Riley's over here just going like, you're saying the same word, but just slightly different. Which one is it? (laughs) Riley? One's evil with a cause, one's evil and crazy, one's just evil. Well, where's the bastard that did this to Lark? Let's take him out. You can't, because it was in one of those dream states. Which apparently is not as dreamlike as I would hope it to be. Which means I'm actually in fucking Abaddon every night. Uh, talking is giving me a headache. Well, let's not jump to conclusions if if you were in Abaddon. Um, well... I know Abaddon when I see Abaddon. I spent more than a thousand years there. Maybe? Well... <laughs> blood loss is giving me a headache. I mean, it could be a psychic projection, I suppose. But, Psychic uh, projections gave you a daemon disease. Well, unless you're suggesting that I got physically teleported onto another plane and you, then got physically were, teleported back. You were in Abaddon. 
I saw you there. Well, when it bit me, why didn't it leave any, um, any injuries beyond this disease? I mean, clearly I've had some sort of, like, there's some form of connection. I just don't know if we've been... Typically, nobody is in Abaddon in a physical body. Their, their things are meant to affect your soul, to destroy it, to annihilate it, to make it so it does not exist anymore. Well, demons and daemons and, and outsiders of that sort, they're, they're beings of, of spirit. Perhaps you were projected there by spirit? and Like astral projection? Something of the sort. And uh, maybe your physical body is unharmed. Uh, but spiritually, you could be marred. Um, Leaf, uh, at this moment, uh, you see Taraxis kind of just phase through the wall a little bit uh, up behind Lark. He, like, is making his head go side to side and looking at him. He, like, runs down and, like, runs his finger along, like, not quite touching, just, like, hovering over the skin over uh, the bite mark on Lark, and he like chuckles to himself. <laughs> it looks like you got bit by a nasty boy, little little Lark. <laughs> uh, Lark, make me a perception. Yes, twenty six on my perception. So you don't feel anything touch you, but like you gain the sense that like something passed very, very closely in front of your skin around that bite. Oh, good. I'm going crazy. I always wanted to go crazy. Yeah, so... Uh, what is Leaf's reaction? I, I just kind of pointedly say at him, it's like, what do you know about this? To thin air... I mean, I'm assuming Riley's, like, standing near Leaf, so when he says that to thin air, Riley's like, me? I know very little about this. I'm actually very confused. He he, he laughs, and he's like, <laughs> who, me? And, like, his head looks up at you, just, like, most of the time when he appears to you now, his cowl is down, and his eyeless face is exposed. He looks at you with his, uh, like, bone plate of a face and smiles. Just kind of somberly just say, uh, yes. Well, well, let's see here. What do I know about this? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. The question is, how much do you want to know about this, and how much is it worth to you? Does Adira see Leaf talking to the, to the air? Uh, make a perception. Because at this point, it almost uh, seems like he's talking to Riley. That's a 16. Uh, yeah, you would realize he's not speaking to Riley. Uh, and given your recent interaction with yeah. him, figure you know who he's speaking to. She will go great, right over, grab him by the shoulders, and be like, Don't talk to him! Oh dear, are you going to listen to what Mummy says, or are you going to help your friends? <laughs> it, he doesn't matter that much to me, so I could go either way. And Riley's just like, Leaf can talk to me if he wants. We're all friends here. <laughs> but Adara, um, what if ahead. he knows how to help? So I, I kind of like look around and I'm like, 
So wait, not everybody can hear this? Nobody but Leaf can hear Terex. Oh, sorry, I thought I could hear him. No, you you only, like, when he was running his fingers over you, you kind of got the sensation that, like, something was very close to your skin. Okay, fair that enough. That was all you picked up from that. Okay, sorry, I uh, I mis misinterpreted that. Yeah, so, uh, just say, Atero, he knows something about this. What if he can help? I don't know anything. I don't know what you two are talking about. Has it occurred to you that he might know something because he might be causing all these dreams? I assure you that I lack that power. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just rude. <laughs> all right. Uh, so while you are all having an argument with, well, while you are all having an argument with Leaf, who is having an argument with Taraxis, um, Foresight's over there just like going doo 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 and mixing his blood with uh, various herbs and shit and then just kind of like there you go and and like sticks a little hole in uh, in Lark and like squishes his blood into it. Um, now I did a roll for certain things um, and Lark uh, I need you to make two fortitude saves. Uh, so uh, my first superstar fortitude save was a 6 uh, my second one was a slightly more disappointing uh, 19 okay so uh, what's going to happen is relatively shortly the area where it was injected and indeed your entire body will start to ache and you are uh, you are sickened however uh, you are considered as having uh, made one successful save against this disease. All right. All right. Uh, you may continue, everybody. I just, I, again, speaking to thin air, I say, uh, if you don't want us to be suspicious, then help. Leaf, I assure you, I'm doing all I can. I am not <laughs> well equipped to assist Lark with a disease. Brock, I feel like having talked with Leaf earlier would kind of get an understanding of what's going on with him seeing things that other people can't see. So he would actually grab Riley and kind of pull him to the side. Be like, Out of game, I... thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he would go, um, Leaf, Leaf is dealing with a great many things right now. I assure you he is not, he is not talking to you. Then who is he talking to? Uh, I, I don't Dark know if it's my I don't know if it's my place to speak on that, but it seems that he had more trouble with the the fortress than than the rest of us. It sure seems that I'm missing quite a lot, <laughs> but I'll trust your words and just silently observe for the time being. Tell me, Leaf. Tell me one thing. Are you willing to trade something that isn't yours to give? No more equity. You're already... <laughs> I've already given so much. If if you're going to be here, you may as well contribute. <laughs> As he starts getting louder and angry at the <laughs> thin air. <laughs> you assume a lot for a mortal. And for the first time since... Uh, meeting him his uh 
his freaky smile turns into like more of a scowl. You are here to entertain me. So if you want my help, it costs. Do you understand? He just kind of like turns to Adira and he's like, okay, stop talking to him, stop talking to him, stop talking to him. No more deals. What does he want, Life? What does he want? He wants another transaction. Of course. Uh, he will completely pass through the wall now, hunched over in this room merely to fit into it, though it doesn't look uncomfortable for him uh, to bend at such an unnatural angle. He looms closer to, to you and Adira, almost wrapping around the pair of you. Uh, his smile slowly slides back in as his head comes face to face with yours. Well, well, well. Getting up a little gall. <laughs> well, we'll see how strong that is when you finally need me again. But don't worry, I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> and he'll place a hand on Adira's shoulder, and Adira, you just have this horrible, like, sense of, like, dread enter you. When she um, feels that, she will turn that direction and just as steadily as her voice can hold, say, if you want something, you take it from me, you leave him alone. Still face to face with Leaf. Well, 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 isn't this interesting? <laughs> and uh, you kind of turn that way and you said this. Um, uh, go ahead and give me a will save just to see how how bravely you say that. Probably not extremely, but we were trying. Okay, will there's the will button. Uh, at this point, I would also kind of say, um, all right, 14. I don't know, I don't know who you guys are talking to or what you guys are talking about, but I mean, if you're planning on performing some form of Faustian gambit on my behalf. <laughs> Um, then uh, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, I'm sure we can find some other way to get rid of this. Um, while Lark is saying that, um, Adira, to your vision, that feeling that emanates from your shoulder will quickly become this elonged exoskeletal claw, and uh, you'll see the robe appear in this large, twisted form, that matches that of the creature uh, that was in your vision that knocked you over. Its head shifts over from in front of Leaf and to in front of yours. Well, well, well. Seems that the dead queen lives. <laughs> Tell me, Miss Adira. And his head cocks to the side, unnaturally, like, too far of an angle. This wide toothed grin flexing unnaturally. Tell me, are you willing to part with relatively little for me to spill the beans about what you need to help your friend here? After all, a mind is a terrible thing to waste and you know that's what will eat away first. 
First the mind, then the soul. Just tell me what you want. Just a little mark, that's all. Something that'll help me track you down so I can watch. I want you to leave the rest of them alone. <laughs> time will tell, dear. Time will tell. No, this is part of the negotiations, asshole. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I will not deny them if they ask for me. But I will not approach them either. Fair enough. Now, Leaf. Leaf, he's already made a deal, so I'm afraid he's off the table on that one. Don't hurt him. I have no intention of hurting any of them. <laughs> Alright, fair After enough. All, Go. And where's the fun? <laughs> fair enough. Just so he'll remove his hand from your shoulder, uh, but it'll still feel a little cold for a time. Uh, and to both you and Leaf, he will vanish. Uh, but then he will reappear uh, once again behind Lark, partially phased through the wall. So, from a bit of looking about, I found that there's actually something nearby that could quite help this young boy. Are you willing to go look for it? Where? Nothing particularly dangerous. Maybe a little morally challenging, but nothing terrible. A little bit of thievery, since you can't afford it. Explain. Well, you see, in a house nearby, a rather affluent one, mind you, there lies a store and cache of very valuable poultices and medicines and potions. Within is one such that could easily cure this. Now, if it's left to fester, and he's not able to fight it off for an extended period of time, his mind will eat away and he will be devoured by madness. And then, as his mind decays, so too will his soul, and nothing will be left but crystal and dust. I'm aware. So, do you want directions? Or do you want to take your chances? Tell me what I need to know. See, the house of the Duke Franz is nobody of import these days. His family was once quite important to this country, but he's no, nothing more than a rich man now. I don't need a history lesson. I need to know where the house is and where the poultice is kept. <laughs> very well, very well. You go up the hill, and it's the third mansion. There's only six of them. It's hard to miss. It's the one with the bushes trimmed into little animals and whatnot. Go inside. Go round the right side of the house at... And he provides a specific time uh, for you. <clears throat> and there'll be an entrance. It will be unlocked at the time, and no one will be standing guard. 
Go down inside. Once you're in, two doors down on your left. Move quickly and silently and no one will see you. Within that room, there lies a chest. Pull the whole chest or bust it open. I don't care which. And you will have what you need. All right. So, do you go straight there or do you go at the time provided? Oh, she would wait until the time provided. But she will immediately leave this room and go back to her room and, like, start getting dressed and stuff. Okay, so Adira goes to her room and prepares for what comes next. That will be on the next session. No, but I can't wait. You have to. Fuck you, I don't. I'm going to write my own fan fiction. I'm going to fill in the blanks. <laughs> Black chips and hookers. Hi, everyone. It's Sean again. Thanks for listening. I'd like to thank our patrons, Tim Demuse, Brian Rafe, and Don Bewley. We've just recently gotten to our first goal, which will cover our basic Podbean fee. Thank you guys so much for that help. If you'd like to help us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream or, or coffee. That's ko-fi.com forward slash eldritchdream and buy us a coffee if, if you don't want to have to commit to a monthly chart. And to anybody that helps out, thank you very much. We also have a Discord server called The Hive and we've got a bunch of friends and other podcasters that hang out there with us. Check the description below for some of those podcasters as well as the link to The Hive. And just as a little announcement, we've got another podcast on the way, debuting May 3rd. It's the Dustress Podcast, and Tracy, who plays Adira, is the GM. We hope to see you over on Dustress 2 when it comes out, and until next time, everybody, may the Eldritch Gods haunt your dreams.